Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen I love this uh, traditional Easter greeting, but I knew a man once who said that he found it very annoying. Now you may wonder who would find saying Christ is risen annoying. Uh, well, this guy did, and uh, I would describe him as sort of um, the most lovable, cranky contrarian I've ever known. Uh, he was a member of my church back, back in Crescent City, a self-described Lutherist. And what he meant by that was uh, he had been a Southern Baptist who had traveled through various evangelical churches in Southern California. And then in Crescent City, he joined the Lutheran Church, and he believed the doctrines of the Evangelical Lutheran Church as he came to know them in the small catechism. But at the same time, he maintained what he called a healthy Baptist suspicion of all other things Lutheran. And uh, so every tradition we did, uh, you know, he said, why do you guys sing the Alleluia before you read the gospel? And then why do you not sing the Alleluia during Lent? Uh, these things sort of annoyed him. And so if you were to see him on Easter Sunday and say, Jim, Christ is risen, instead of saying he is risen indeed, alleluia, he would say he was risen yesterday. He's risen all the time, right? Why, why do you guys only talk about this on Easter? And he would say, is there some place in the Bible that tells us to do this? No. So why are you guys doing it? And then somebody might respond, well, because he is risen. Uh, <clears throat> and then he would say, so why don't we say it all year? Why do you guys not say it during Lent? And uh, he was just sort of this lovable contrarian this way. Uh, but going down deeper, he had a real problem with us actually going around saying Christ is risen, he's risen indeed. Not because he didn't think Jesus arose, he did, but because he thought that we were making so much of the resurrection that we were making light of Jesus' death on Good Friday. And what I mean by this is this is a guy who had gone through various evangelical churches in Southern Cal where they used to hype the resurrection and talk about the implications of the resurrection for you, God's people, is that you should be living resurrected lives, which they would then define as lives defined not by cross or persecution or temptation, but by victory. You should just have these glorious, prosperous, prosperous lives if indeed Christ is risen and we are the people of the risen Lord. And so he thought that perhaps we were making light of the cross. And this would come up in Bible studies, this would come up in personal conversations. He was, always, he was afraid that we would stress the resurrection so much we would make light, not only of Jesus' suffering, but also of Jesus' victory on Good Friday. This was a guy who loved the Gospel of John, and his favorite verse was Jesus' final word of triumph, it is finished. When I told him that was a perfect past act, focus on enduring present result, he said, I don't know what that means, but I love the perfect tense. Uh, and so he actually started this campaign, a one-man campaign, to get us all to stop saying Christ is risen, and then instead to greet each other with, it is finished. It didn't go over. <laughs> but I remember the one Good Friday I was preaching on, John 18, 19, and this guy was sitting over here on my right with his wife and his daughter, and I concluded the sermon with Jesus' triumphant word, it is finished, and he sort of half stood up and said, it is finished indeed, alleluia. <laughs> and I can remember everybody looking sort of smiling and annoyed, and I was sort of stuck, and I could just say, well, alleluia, amen. 
And then he accused me later of sinning by saying hallelujah uh, during Lent. Uh, <laughs> but I remember the conversation. We, he would just come to me and say, you know, the resurrection, I think it's true, but it's not the big deal. The cross is the big deal. The resurrection is simply icing on the cake. And this conversation we had, he said, Pastor Lewis, isn't it at the cross that Jesus shows himself to be the faithful son of God who saves us sinners from sin and death? And I said, yes. And then he said, so what does the resurrection do? And I said, well, it shows that Jesus is the faithful son of God who saves us sinners from sin and death. And the ascension that Jesus alludes to in today's gospel lesson shows us that Jesus is the faithful son of God who saves us sinners from sin and death. I said, Jim, you see, it's a story. It's not just that the good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep, but he took it up again. And we would have this story around and around, and I finally had to invoke the name of one of my teachers, Norman Nagel, who said, uh, when we look at our God who gives gifts, he's a generous God. He just doesn't give a gift, but he gives gift upon gift upon gift. And I said, so just look at the story this way. Triumph on Good Friday when he says it is finished. Triumph on Easter when he tells Mary Magdalene to bring this message to his disciples. Tell my brothers, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. A message of good news, a message of triumph over death. Yes, it is accomplished. Jesus, who is glorified at his crucifixion, who is lifted up to draw all men to himself, showing that he was God's faithful son, now has triumphed over death and will return to his rightful place at the right hand of his Father. And this has implications not just for who he is, but for who we are. Because listen again to that word. Uh, Jesus could have simply said, hey, I triumphed over death, amen, I'm gonna go to my father, see ya. But he says, no, tell my brothers that I am ascending to my father and to your father, to my God and your God. Yes, this shows that Jesus is the faithful servant of the God of Israel who perfectly accomplished God's will. If any man could ever address the God of Israel as God, it is Jesus. And Jesus' faithfulness shows that he is the true son of the Father, who faithfully accomplished his Father's will. If any man could address the God of Israel as Father, it is Jesus. But Jesus has also been faithful to his disciples. He has been faithful to you. And now in Christ, crucified and resurrected, triumphant over sin and death, in Christ, we can now look to the God of Israel, the one true God, the creator of all things, and now in Christ say, he is my God. In Christ, even more we could say, he is my Father. You have a new identity because your Lord died for you and was raised for you. And he sends this message through Mary Magdalene to his disciples. Tell my brothers, those who I've reconciled, tell them that I am ascending to my Father and to their Father, to my God and to their God. And so in Christ today, because he has triumphed over death, you can certainly 
look to the God of Israel and say, my father, my God, and now even today, live for him. I guess the bad news today is we're back from Easter break and there's not going to be another break until the end of spring quarter. Uh, does it matter? Uh, Jesus has triumphed over death. He has ascended to his God, his Father, and that God is our Father and our God. And so we can joyfully continue the tasks that God has set before us as we study, as we teach, as we help run this institution, as we live as his people, carrying out his voc the vocations he has given us in this time and place. We do it as the people of the Lord Jesus Christ who have brought, been brought into a relationship with his God and Father through him. So that now we truly stand with him as brothers and sisters, as co-heirs of all the gracious things God our Father has for us. Jim eventually got it, I think, uh, just telling the story over and over. He liked the idea of uh, grace upon grace upon grace. Said he couldn't quite figure how it all tied together logically, but after a while it just didn't matter. Uh, and so I remember the one Easter I was able to say, Jim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And then he looked at me and he said, Pastor, he is risen indeed, Alleluia. But then, of course, under his breath, but you know, he was actually risen yesterday too. Well, okay. <clears throat> but now I say to you, Alleluia, Christ is risen. May God keep you steadfast in this faith and in this life, both now and into life everlasting. Amen. Uh, please stand for prayer.